best feeling in the world. As I get black screens on my computer because my monitor thinks that it is being unplugged from my computer, it is not. But seriously, I literally got in. I don't know if I, if it even like recorded what I just said. I don't know. Jesus Christ. As I sit here once again today, <clears throat> about to cast another podcast. In fact, I'm going to stand my ass up. I can't stand it. As I sit here once again today, watching another... Hold on. God damn it. I'm unplugging my goddamn monitor. It's like... Keeps on... Like, it, it had this problem where, like, literally it would think that it's being unplugged as it's being... Pl- as it was plugged in. And hold on, let me plug it back in. Jesus Christ. Hold on. <clears throat> All right. Sorry about that. But as I sit here, about to watch the 49ers get absolutely brutalized by the Buffalo Bills, I reflect on what just happened today. I completely forgot that Washington was playing the Steelers until um, I think it was like the second quarter. And I also thought that I was, I also think I was supposed to cast that football game. Boy, I'm glad that I, uh, that I completely forgot about that game. Steelers lost it. They lost it. And I know, I know we're supposed to be talking about Bills versus 49ers. We're going to get into it. Trust me. We are going to get into it. But it's like, I like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. When it comes to the, um, when it comes to what, 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 what happened in that game? And the Steelers versus the Washington. Oh, yeah, the Steelers lost. They lost. I was like, why is that so important? I, like, I still cannot believe they lost to Washington. And tomorrow, people are going to be like, good. I didn't want them to have a perfect score because, uh, you know, the the Steelers, you know, that like it would have been so much pressure on them. You know, it would have been they would have been playing for the record. It's like, dog, you don't you don't get it. And they don't get it. Right. It's not about some dumbass arbitrary record, right? The most important thing in pro sports today, right? If you can win a lot of games and if you can win enough games to go to the playoffs into a conference game, it it doesn't matter how many regular season games you, you get, right? What matters is how easy it is, the road that you take, to get to the playoffs. Let me pull something up. Let me pull up the Steelers' schedule. It's probably going to be easy because they played Baltimore twice already. But I told you this a couple weeks ago. I told you this when they played up against Dallas. I'm like, Dallas showed you the way to beat the Steelers. You shut down the run game completely. You forced Ben Roethlisberger to bail his team out. And look what happened. 33 of 53, 305, two touchdowns, one interception. If I probably pull up his statistics, 
Let me see it up. Let me see his passer rating. I don't think they have it calculated. Oh, yeah, they do. 82.7. Told you. Dallas may not have beaten them, but they showed you how. And I don't say that to give up some, you know, some some dumbass easy, you know, like, like, oh, my gosh, my team. Like, I don't say that to brag. I say that to inform because and I also said what I said previously about strength of schedule and the ease of of of, you know, of of how not the ease, but like how easy it is for you to get from the regular season to the playoffs, to the conference championship, to the national championship to in in the NBA's case it's the NBA finals you know LeBron for a couple of years in Cleveland he really didn't care about his schedule he didn't not his schedule but his record he was like I don't care about my record all I care about is uh getting it to the getting to the playoffs I don't care I could be the one seed in my conference but it doesn't do anything it doesn't give me more home games if I'm the two or the three seed or whatever he was it doesn't really matter it doesn't really matter what matters is having those first two games be home games. What matters in the NFL is getting the bye week, right, in the playoffs. There is no more two teams for each conference that will have a bye week um, in the first week of the playoffs, right? It's gone. For everybody that's like, I wanted them to lose. No, you don't because they're done. Pittsburgh's done. They're not going anywhere. They are not going to the Super Bowl. They're, they probably aren't going to make it to the conference championship game. And, yes, I'm predicting this today. The, the schedule in the next four weeks is the Bills, the Bengals, the Colts, and the Browns. You got two hard games in the next four weeks. Want to know what Kansas City's record is? Without even knowing it off the top of my dome, I can probably tell you that they go uh, that they probably go 3-1 and one to 4-1 and one because they're just – stupidly good right let me look up Kansas City they got the Dolphins the Saints the Falcons and the Chargers so again three and one four now I don't know how the tiebreaker is going to work but I'm pretty sure that Kansas City has had a harder strength of schedule or something like that I don't know how it's going to work A lot of very easy games coming up for Kansas City. And then it's like you got two hard games to finish off the season. And again, the Colts, you're probably going to beat them. But they can stop the run and force Ben Roethlisberger to throw. So can the Bills. Maybe not the Browns. Steelers aren't going to the Super Bowl. Steelers aren't going to uh, to the conference game. They just aren't. So for everybody who didn't want Pittsburgh to get a to to have a perfect season this season, congratulations. They're they're not. But in by doing so, you've essentially secured that Kansas City has a really, really awesome shot to have that first bye week. And then on top of that, this is the worst thing about having one team have a bye week in this year's playoffs. You either have to go to Kansas City and play up against Kansas City. Or you got to go up to some other team, depending on how many games you win or lose. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun for them to deal with in the next couple of weeks. And um, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it.
Ladies and gentlemen, I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. Full week today. Damn it. Pause the music. Full week this week. Unpause my music now. Full week. Monday, we're going to cast Bills versus Niners. Hopefully, it's going to be a quick game. Then tomorrow, Cowboys out Ravens. Am I expecting an upset? Probably not. I don't think there's going to be an upset. Wednesday is going to be recap. Going to recap what happened all, all, all throughout the weekend and obviously today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday. Last four days. Last two days, next two days. Including today, obviously. Today, obviously. Thursday is going to be Cyberpunk Day. I'm going to record a podcast. Going to probably release it. You're going to get a double up. Thursday is going to be a twofer. One podcast in the morning, one podcast in the evening. Thursday night football. Don't know who's playing. Don't really care. Friday is going to be a recap day. Saturday is going to be kind of a um a more... Saturday is going to be more of a, of a walkthrough with Cyberpunk. Meaning that I'm going to ha- play some missions. I'm going to talk over the gameplay, things of that nature. I'm going to talk about the game for about an hour and a half to two hours. Then Sunday is going to be back to normal. Going to have a, I mean, this is probably going to be the schedule for the next week to two weeks. Because I don't know how long I'm going to take to beat Cyberpunk. I've heard that the story is 37 hours. I'm going to take my time. And I'm going to have it on the hardest of difficulties. So we'll see what happens, ladies and gentlemen, in the next couple of days. Got a great group podcast coming up for you right here on 24 Spot. Let me stand up. I was walking around Sam's today, and I realized just how bad my knees are because of how much I'm sitting in this damn chair. Now I'm walking. I, you know, I did a lot of hours of work in my lazy boy, and I was like, wow, 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 wow. I got to not only do I have to now stand up more. Let me also mute my computer audio really, really quickly. Hold on. Hold on. I, I now got to stand up whenever I do everything. I don't have one of those damn standing desks. But, um, you know, I have to stand up. And I also have to, um, you know, I also got to, um, you know, walk around a bit more. Because I'm not going to lie to you, man. I was walking around. My knees felt old. Like, I felt like I had some fucking old man knees. And I was like, that doesn't feel good. I'm in my 20s. That's bad. So, yeah, I'm going to stand up for a lot of the podcasts unless I have to sit down. I'm probably going to do that way more often. In fact, this is probably going to have I'm probably going to podcast. I have heartburn right now. God, I, I have. Hold on. Hmm. As I take a swig of my vitamin C. Uh, raspberry lemonade thing. I don't know what it's called. I mix in like vitamin C with raspberry lemonade. Lemonade. But yeah, man, like. That's not good. Like, I got to fucking... It's cold outside. It's in the winter. Worst time to get in the shape is in the winter. Nobody wants to get in the shape in the winter because it's fucking balls cold outside. And I do, like, a lot of outside exercises. 
But Jesus Christ, do I feel like this is probably the worst I felt ever in my entire life physically. And, um, uh, yeah, I got to start running again, probably. I don't know. We'll see. Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen. You know, I was thinking about it today, right, as I stand here and watch the football game. Nice pass to Cole Beasley. Down the numbers for like a 20, 30-yard gain. I was thinking about Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, you know, today. Two quarterbacks that a lot of people didn't want. A lot of people, including myself, I'm not going to lie to you, I did not want Josh Allen. I wanted Lamar. I liked um, I liked Lamar better than a lot of people did back in the day. But, you know, Josh Allen has really become a really fantastic quarterback this year. I mean, he goes from completing below average when it comes to his completion percentage to essentially going from that to significantly above average. I talk about it all the time where I talk about league average completion percentage is 60%, and then Drew Brees' completion percentage is 70% over his entire career. So essentially, if you're completing 70% of your completion percentage, you're completing, you know, you have a completion percentage of essentially the most accurate uh, quarterback in NFL history or one of the most accurate quarterbacks in NFL history. And Josh Allen has 69% completion percentage, which, you know, it's 1% off, but it's still at an elite level, you know. And then on top of that, I'm watching him with his deep throws and things of that nature, and I'm like, he's not really missing a lot of deep throws. He's not really making a lot of bad decisions either, and he still has kept that athleticism as well. And he's, you know, he's playing pretty fantastic, man. Pretty fantastic. So I was thinking about them. I was thinking about um, <clears throat> Lamar and Josh today, thinking about both of them. And I was like, man, like, you know, a lot of people, when it comes to the quarterback position, they kind of make this mistake, right? Where they think, you know, a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, you don't, you don't really need to pay a quarterback because all these young guys, all these guys that are coming into the league within the next couple of years, you know, like you can just draft a young quarterback and be okay, right? I'm not, I'm not sure, man. You know, you're kind of in this renaissance era of young quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Like, I'm not, I'm not so sure about that. You know, I, I really, really like a lot of the guys in this upcoming draft, specifically Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, a little bit more on that later on. But it's like, I'm, I'm not a huge subscriber in, you know, kind of like having this false equivalency of like, hey, you know, these guys in college – you know, they can uh, they can come in and dominate the league, right? Like, even Josh Allen, for example, it took him, like, a good three years to come in and really just start taking off with the league. And don't tell me he went to the playoffs uh, last year because he plays in the AFC in one of the weakest uh, uh, divisions, excuse me, in the entire NFL in the AFC East. So don't tell me that he did not have an easy pathway to the playoffs because he did. He 1,000% did. Here's the thing about Josh Allen, though. I'm really, really happy with his development as a quarterback. And I don't think you can go into the draft next year and get another Josh Allen. And, and I know quarterbacks are starting to seem like a dime a dozen. I counted, I counted up some quarterbacks that I'd be very, very happy, uh, that I'm very, very happy with this season, both young guys and old. 
Let me kind of try and find it in my journal. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. How many guys do I have? I have like 18 guys. Baker Mayfield is kind of off that list. And kind of so is Matt Ryan just a little bit. But, I mean, a lot of them are young guys like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Daniel Jones, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, and Dak Prescott. Like, they're all stupidly young, you know. I have other guys as well like Russell Wilson and Tom Brady, but, like, there's a lot of young guys on that list. It's like I don't, I don't, I don't think you can get another quarterback like Josh Allen or like, like these guys are completing like league high completion percentage, you know, this year. It's ridiculous. You know what? It is what it is. You know, the reason why I say all that is it's kind of like a lead up into what I'm going to be talking about over the next like couple of days, a little bit of a, like a teaser. I was watching LSU versus Alabama, by the way, I'm also watching the football game right now, Bills versus Niners. Uh, Moss, the running back, fumbles the football. And by the way, as I've been kind of, you know, talking over the game and things of that nature, like the, um, the Buffalo Bills have had a pretty fantastic drive up until now. Like they go from like their own 25 yard line all the way into like the five yard line of the 49ers. And I mean, it's just like, it's just a really, really awesome drive. Josh Allen had a pretty fantastic. Is he down? Yeah, he's down. There it is. His hand was down. Yeah, they got to challenge that. They got to challenge that. Somebody's got to challenge that one. It's Moss. Um, Bill Burr himself on the sideline. Head coach of the um, of the Buffalo Bills. He's going to challenge it. I can't remember his name, and I love him as a head coach. And I, I just – I have way too – I know way too many coaches. I know way too many names. So it, it kind of like the lines get crossed. I don't know who's who sometimes. But, yeah, like he's about to challenge it. Forgot the head coach name. Head coach's name from Buffalo. He looks like Bill Burr. He does, if you know who he is. Yeah, 49ers didn't get the ball back. It's going to be third and goal. At the um, the seven yard line, right? Yep, third and goal. <clears throat> Moss. By the way, Mike Singletary. Uh, Moss, if you know the Bills, Moss. Uh, Mike Singletary is the uh, the starter for the Bills. The issue was is that he was hurt, so Moss came in to kind of relieve him, and I think he's in now. Singletary. He's kind of banged up a little bit. Screenplay, Stefan Diggs. Oh, he's going to get this thing. No, he didn't. Wow. It's because all that defensive line swarmed. As soon as they got him the ball out in space, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, cool, like that's that's going to work, right? Eh, wrong. DeForest Buckner came over. It was a screenplay. I mean, they had him too. I was like, cool, this is, this is easy money. They even give him an extra offensive lineman on the – you know, on the block, but Richard Sherman gets off his block. Bang, digs, goes up the field. And then it's just, there's there's not a lot he can do. It's going to be fourth and goal at the one. Coaches love to do this. I love it as well. Play action. He's looking for the tight end at the back of the end zone. Yikes. He misses him. It was a play action. It was a play fake. He was going to the tight end in the back of the end zone. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, this isn't going to be good. 
Like in even the, um, I think Fred, yeah, he's talking to his guys. And he's like, hey, cover him. And they were even covering the offensive lineman who was going out on a screenplay as well. Or is that an offensive lineman, 85? That's a gigantic human being, man. Yeah, the 49ers, they didn't buy that at all. They didn't buy it at all. Or not buy it, but they didn't, you know. Yeah, they didn't buy it. They didn't buy the fake <clears throat> at all with Singletary. They're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a pass. Fred Warner, I saw him. He was on his keys. Great job by him. <clears throat> Anyways. Yeah, I just, I like, I was watching Mac Jones today, right? Before I got onto the podcast, I, I essentially, I'm, I'm done watching Alabama versus LSU. I think when I um, decided not to watch the game, I, I think it may have been bottom of the third quarter. It was like 52 to 14 at that point in time. I don't know the final score. But, I mean, essentially Alabama had won the game. And I was like, I, I, I had saw, like, multiple different passes from Mac Jones that game. Despite his competition, despite, like, who his wide receivers were, he had, like, big-time NFL throws, right? Like, I have on my computer right now this tab of Dak Prescott, right? And his career – not career, but his season highlights for this year. And they're just a bunch of, like, disgusting throws. They're, like, just like, – like, it's just, like, like how does he make some of the throws that he makes, right? Like, they're, they're top tier – they're top of the tier, right? They're top NFL – throws right like it's just how does how does he do that how 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 does that throw work how does he make the ball spin like that you know and when I saw Mac Jones play against Alabama yes he has Devontae Smith he hasn't had Jalen Waddle for weeks he has Najee Harris I don't care like he was throwing absolute dimes man absolute dimes today technically Saturday throwing absolute dimes to Miche, John Miche, Mechie, depending on how you want to, depending on how you enunciate, Mechie, Miche, he was throwing dimes to Devontae Smith, who also had a disgusting game. He had 200 yards. Um, I think Devontae Smith is a top 10 wide receiver. No disrespect to Jalen Waddle. Um, not wide receiver, excuse me. Uh, top 10 pick this draft. I have no idea why the mock draft network has him at like number 14 overall. I'm like, dude, what? And then they have, like, Quiddy Pay and Gregory Rose. Like, I know what I'm getting with Devontae Smith. Like, I'm getting probably – I'm getting – not probably. I am getting one of the best wide receivers in this draft class and one of the best prospects, but I guess people don't evaluate that properly. Or not not evaluate it, but don't um, – don't uh, – like, what's the word? Not elevate. Not evaluate. What's, what's the word where you value something? They don't value it. Jesus Christ, something. Jesus, Jesus Christ, 24, wake up. But yeah, I guess they don't value wide receivers in the draft or whatever because he's like the 14th overall draft pick. And I'm like, I, on the mouth draft network. And I just, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, shrug my shoulders because I don't, I don't understand it. Anyways. Um, let's talk about football here. So, oh yeah, by the way, I was watching, um, what was I watching? I was watching, um, what was I watching today? Oh yeah, um, Mike Valenti, and he was talking about Detroit, right? Hate to not tie this into the Wednesday show, but it's, you know, it's, it's interesting stuff that I have in my brain that I kind of want to express, right? 
So he was talking about Detroit and how, like, and I had the Bears this weekend, lo- uh, not losing, winning against Detroit because I'm all out on Detroit. And now I'm all out on the Bears as well. They suck. But I was watching that game, or not even that, that game, excuse me. I was watching Mike on his show today because today's Monday. He came in on a Monday. And he was talking about how, like, you know, you shouldn't be celebrating a win in Detroit for beating the Bears. And, you know, the Detroit Lions fans, they were like, you know, I'm just happy that we finally have a victory and things of that nature. And he essentially said, you know, you don't get it. You don't understand it. You know, you just won a meaningless game, right? You just won a meaningless game. Because now, instead of being where you were in the draft, you're now further on in the draft, and I think they've won four games. So now they're essentially out of the top ten, right? And I know exactly where they're positioned, by the way. I'm just kind of saving it for suspense. Um, they've gone from the number nine over the number ninth overall draft pick to now the 14th. The reason why that's significant, right, is because the Patriots are now in front of them when it comes to draft selection. So is Minnesota. And I think um, the Chargers as well, the Giants. Like, there's a lot of teams that are in front of them. So instead of now potentially getting um, a quarterback or a wide receiver, you're now kind of kind of going to have to kind of, like, you know, fight for table scraps here. And the reason why I say that <clears throat> is because let's say Matt Stafford isn't the guy, right? Let's say Matt Stafford, he's not your starting quarterback, right? then um, you can maybe look out at that position because there may be t- there's teams that don't need a quarterback and there's teams that do. So maybe like, you know, maybe teams just won't necessarily be as aggressive with drafting quarterbacks or trying to acquire quarterbacks. But then on top of that, there's also other players like Micah Parsons, Caleb Farley, Patrick Sertain, et cetera, et cetera, that are going to go uh, in front of you. So if you need a quarterback, and by the way, I think Mac Jones is the third best. I'll talk about that in a second. Third best quarterback in the um in the, uh, in, in the draft so far. But when it comes to, like, your ability to get a quarterback if you're Detroit and you need a quarterback, it's kind of dampened now because you're the, not, you're the 14th overall pick. And then on top of that, if you believe Stafford actually is your quarterback, then guess what you now kind of did to yourself? Look at what you made you do, right? Now... Devontae Smith, in my opinion, isn't going to be there unless something miraculous happens because I think the Eagles are going to pick him up. If Jamar Chase doesn't get taken, um, the Eagles will take him. Um, if if Jamar Chase is taken, the Eagles will take Devontae Smith. It's like, it is what it is. You're out of the Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase sweepstakes. And um, now you're probably like Rashad, not Rashad Bateman, excuse me. Jalen Waddle's a, a, a great player. He's still a first round draft pick. He's still one of the best wide receivers in in the uh, you know on the draft. I think he's a top tier prospect. Uh, my opinion, I would I like Devontae Smith better. But it's like you know, it it doesn't really do a whole lot. Mike Villanty was right when he talked about it today. It's like it doesn't really help you out. And if you're a fan that wanted that win, then you're willing to put uh, put your future on hold just to um, just to essentially have like instant gratification now against the Bears who suck. It's like okay, all right. Anyways, a lot of stuff to talk about. I have no idea how long I've been talking about all that other stuff. Oh yeah, by the way, the Bills defense that I thought was gonna show up and be awesome. 
they're getting ran through by the 49ers offense right now. I got a burp. Excuse me. They're getting ran through right now. Second and goal right now. After a very, very long run. Um, it's Leslie Frazier's defense right now. He's getting smoked. And the Bills' defense is just, I mean, huffing and puffing. They've been out there for like almost 10 minutes. It's 2 minutes 50 seconds left in the first quarter. It's second and goal at the 2. Nick Mullins hands it off. And that's pretty damn close to a touchdown. It's going to be at the 1 now. Let me put on my socks. The reason why is that I, I talk about it all the time. I don't turn on my heater, right? So I'm in it like a hoodie in like shorts. And I'm like pacing around on my floor right now. And um, I'm on, like, hardwood floor. So it's like my feet are getting, like, stupidly cold. Hold on. Let me put on my socks. I'm trying to figure out how to, like, put this thing down. Hold on. Like this? Yep. Where's my mouse? Please don't tell me that I just did something stupid. Hold on. All right. I was like, please don't tell me that I just hit stop recording on that. Put on my socks. 49ers uh, and Kyle Juszczyk, they're, they're signaling touchdown. The refs, they don't signal it. Hold on. Let me see it. Does he cross? No, that was a great sell job by Kyle Juszczyk. He's down. Mm, maybe not. Maybe not. I'm going to have to review that. It's going to be fourth and goal. And uh, what's his face? Shanahan's looking into his clipboard. It's literally a, like the one inch yard line you know ah cannot wait to get my microphone stand so that way i don't have to that way i can just like stand up and walk around instead of having to hold it is he down yeah he's down right there right yeah he's down it's gonna be like fourth and goal at the one like in inches like it was already fourth and third and goal like he got like inches there i don't think the bills defense is gonna be able to stop them again but let's see. As I fast forward through a bajillion ads, I don't, I don't really care. Oh, Sean McDermott. That's the Bills head coach. They're showing 90s highlights. I don't really care. I don't, I don't know why this game is, the, the, the Bills versus the Dolphins game is relevant at all. I don't really care. I'm guessing playoff appearances. Oh, yeah, two playoff appearances since 1999, I guess. I don't really care. Like, I get it. The Bills are a historically bad organization. You don't have to tell me twice because I know it. It's like, Jesus Christ, I don't really want to revisit their terrible history. Fourth and goal, Nick Mullins in the shotgun. Let's see what happens here. Nick Mullins. Bang. Handoff. And he got it. Maybe he didn't. Did he not get it? It looked like he did. It looked like he did. He put his head down, lowered his shoulder. And on top of that, right, I just I just got to ask. And you know, I'm not really going to ask that hard. Hold on, let me look it up. Bang. No, he didn't get it. Tremaine Edwins, uh, Edwards, excuse me, awesome linebacker, just destroyed that running back. I just got to ask, right, Kyle Shanahan, Great play caller. Just got to ask. 
And I got to ask the same thing with the Bills, man. It's just like, why not just run a quarterback sneak, man? Like, I'm like, damn. Like, like as soon as Nick Mullins was in the shotgun, I was like, oh, no, this isn't good. You should be under center. You know, it's like, it's inches. It's like, what? Like, I don't get it. And it doesn't matter because um, literally on the next play, is that Moss or is that Singletary? Whichever one it is fumbles the ball and it looks like the 49ers recover yep 49ers recover what a clown fiesta this football game is it's fred warner with the recovery holy smokes george kittle is clapping it up what happened it's moss again moss oh god moss get a pull him you gotta pull him man that's like the second well, – well, I mean, the first time he didn't fumble, but, I mean, that's just – he's he just bobbled. He's just not paying attention. Like, I mean, it's not on Josh Allen. He hands the ball off perfectly. It's just like – I don't get it. Is Singletary – is he in the game? Zach Moss, first career fumble, loss, 82 scrimmage touches. I don't care. Like, he's off. It's the first quarter. It's first and goal again. And it's like now your defense is back on, on the, onto the football field. And it's like they, they barely stopped them the first time. And do you think Kyle Shanahan is going to leave points off the board? No. Let me take a swig of my raspberry lemonade. Hmm. Mm -mm -mm. Jesus Christ, man. <clears throat> Second and goal. They hand it off to Raheem Morsert, number 31. Again, he goes nowhere. I just, like, ah, man. Yikes, man. Third and goal. Nick Mullins. Quick pass. It's caught. Brandon Ayuk. Touchdown. Tries to... Slam dunk the ball on the goalpost goes in between his legs, but he, he he doesn't get it, and he's he's going crazy. He's the rook. I think out of Arizona, Arizona State University, something like that. I'm not sure. Pretty good wide receiver though. Pretty awesome wide receiver. First round draft pick. 49ers got him. They love him. But it's like, Jesus Christ, man. I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. 7-0. Thought Bills were going to come in here and just win. They're like, no, 24. We're not going to come in here and win. We're going to just come in here and be anemic once again. Mm, mm, mm. And one of the 49ers is fighting with some of the Bills players. That's not going to end well on special teams. By the by, they are showing me Arizona's, uh, the Arizona Cardinals Stadium. If you don't know why the 49ers aren't playing in 40, in I was about to say 49er land or something stupid like that, in San Francisco, it's because um, the 49ers, specifically San Francisco and California, they're on lockdown. They're on lockdown. 
nobody in, nobody. I know, I'm just kidding. But they, like, shut down the city. They're stopping sports events um, to help not have the spread of COVID-19. So, you know, try to be safe. Let me see Stefan Diggs. Did he catch this? Ooh, yes, he did. Ooh, yes, he did. Yes, sir, he did. It's pretty damn close. Josh Allen's got to get the ball off. He does. Looking. Throw it. Throw it. Throw it, Josh. Josh, he throws it. He's going downfield. Fucking hit Cole Beasley again. What an odd. Like, like Cole, Cole, Cole sauce with the sauce. Extra Buffalo Ranch. Whew, money. Gotta love it. You know what I like about Josh Allen and on this play specifically, right? Could have escaped from the pocket. Could have ran. But he's like, you know what? Let me dance a little bit. Let me dance on him. Let me get loose. Let me get jiggy with it. I got the swag. Let me exploit it. Let me show it off just a little bit. That's what he does. He's like, you know what? Let me throw this thing. Let me let me dance around football field. That's a little bit. Let me show off my mobile skills. I know this is the stadium that I play, that Kyler Murray plays in, excuse me. But even I can get jiggy with it. And he did. What an awesome pass. It's just, you know, you don't have to stop the run game. You can even, like, I, I don't get the, the notion why you wouldn't, why teams don't use, you know, jet sweeps and fly sweeps a little bit more in the run game, you know? It's like old adage of just, like, running straight ahead or running east to west. It's like, you know, like this traditional running game. It's like, you know, you're talking about this old ass, like, like you're talking about trying to use a computer that runs Windows Vista you know, against a computer, a high-end PC that's running Windows 10. I don't know the specs of it. I'm not a computer guy. Got a burp. Excuse me. You know, just these high-end specs, fast as hell. You, you know, you're going to need thousands of those Windows Vista computers to compete with my Windows 10 computer when it comes to processing power. But it's like, you know, Jesus Christ, man. Help out your damn quarterback in the run game besides just running it straight ahead with the running back. You know what I'm saying? They do the same thing with um, with George Kittle. A little bit. They have screenplays with George Kittle. And, I mean, he just throws. Wow. He just threw an absolute dime piece. And the touch that he has on this throw, he throws it to number 13. I don't know who that is. Don't ask me who that is. Throws it to number 13. It's a play action, play fake. And they're constantly dropping the linebackers into coverage. And he throws it barely over Fred Warner's range. Because Fred Warner almost picks this ball off. But he doesn't because he barely throws it above him. It's an awesome ball with a sweet touch. And, I mean, that's like the Ferraris of, of throws, man. I was about to say the Ferraris of cars. First and goal. Josh Allen. Play action. Play action. Josh Allen. Ooh. He's able, he's able to point to um to like to like win Stefan Diggs. It looked like Stefan Diggs was like being like pushed or not pushed, but like shoved to the turf or whatever. And Josh Allen was pointing at him, like as he was rolling to his right, because Stefan and Stefan Diggs was to his left. He's pointing to him. Oh, by the way, it's Tony Corrini's terrible officiating staff, by the way. But he was pointing to Stefan Diggs, being like, hey guys, uh, you gonna call that? Just making sure it was on DeForest Buckner. I didn't even know what Stephon Diggs was doing in that play. It was a jet sweep play. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so P.I. That's so P.I. 
He's, he, and the ball isn't even going to Stephon Diggs either. It's just, it's just to like, it, it's just motion, you know? It's not really to do anything. It's like, of course. It's like, I was about to say DeForest Buckner. That's not DeForest Buckner. He got traded. That's Eric Armstead. Uh, Eric Armstead, excuse me. First and goal now. Let me take a swig. Mm. <clears throat> As we continue to watch the up-and-coming rising star, Josh Allen. First and goal at the five. Allen, backfield, bang, they snap it to him. Allen looks, fires, bang, Cole Beasley, Cole Sauce, Cole Sauce with the Buffalo Ranch. They're rocking him to sleep, the big baby boy. They're putting him down. Let him go to sleep. Wake him up. He's up. Get him up. Get him out. Cole Beasley. I really like Cole Beasley. I know he left Dallas, but I really I like him as a player, man. That may not have been a touchdown, but still, yeah, give, give him the touchdown. Oh, no, they did. They replayed it. It's official. By the way, I saw Shameless today. I saw it. I saw the, uh, the newest episode. Big Shameless fan. Great TV show. When it comes out on DVD, one day I'm going to buy the complete collector's edition series maybe not collector's edition but just like the complete series fuck that's an awesome tv show holy shit that's like it's like one of my favorite tv shows ever because of how fucked it is oh my god that's just that is one weird ass tv show man it's a tv show for degenerates man frank gallagher the kids things of that nature oh my god how terrible the family is. Oh, my God. The family dynamic. Maybe not the family. Jesus Christ. Such an awesome TV show. I miss it. I'm going to miss it when it's gone. You're going to miss me when I'm gone. Jesus Christ. I love that TV show, man. The Gallagher's. Frank. Lip. That's a weird episode with Lip where he's just, like, getting all the cheap shit. Like... Like in the in the bougie girl, like his girlfriend, his baby mama. It's his baby mama. Like she's like she doesn't realize that he's getting her like all these like shitty things. Like he he got like he got this like um he got her like cheap coffee from a gas station or from a bodega. You know, that's what it's called. It's a bodega. I'm I'm from the south. We don't have bodegas. He got her like the cheap dollar coffee from the bodega, and then on top of that, he like took coffee off of a table dumped it out into the street walked across the street to the bodega and then bought dollar coffee and then made sure that he went back to the expensive coffee's place to then get the cheap not the cheap the expensive coffee uh creamers for her so that way she wouldn't know the difference and then she fu and then he fucking goes to the paint store to get this specific it's it's called seafoam blue that's the paint that she wanted and he's like no we're just gonna get cheap paint cheap paint, excuse me, that looks kind of like it. We're going to mix it all together, and then it's going to come out normal looking. That's what he fucking did. And that was literally his entire episode. And I was like, wow, like, it didn't suck or anything like that. It was just like, so let's just a uh, cheap guy? Okay. I mean, you don't need to tell me twice, bro. I've, I mean, I've been watching this TV show. I mean, I technically, I've been only watching it for like a year. I saw it in February, and I loved it. It's like, you don't need to tell me he's cheap, bro. I know he's cheap. 
I watched every single episode of the entire series. It's like, I know he's a, he's a cheap ass. I know he grew up poor. You know, from rags to riches to from uh, from riches to rags. You know what I'm saying? Let me plug in my computer. All right. Anyways. <clears throat> 49ers and the Bills, they're going at it right now. By going at it, they're not really doing a whole lot here. 49ers are trying to establish the run. The Bills are rejecting it. Third and five. Tredavious White, big free agent signing. Technically, not even big free agent signing. It was just a big signing in general. One of the highest paid corners in the league. One of the best corners in the league. Third and five. Nick Mullins, bang, they snap it to him. Nick looking, a lot of time in the pocket, and throws it in between two receivers. Neither one of them could catch it. Technically, it was a tight end and a running back. Couldn't catch it. Now it's going to be um, fourth and five. And the Bills are going to get the ball back. And they have not stopped Josh Allen. They have not stopped Josh Allen all damn day long. They uh, they haven't even contained him. They have contained his horrifyingly bad running game. Interesting kind of development, right, that I kind of thought of that kind of goes along with the draft and stuff like that. So if you're the Bills, if you're the Bills, right, and I talked about it a little bit with Detroit and their draft stock and things. Maybe not draft stock, but like their, um, like where they are when it comes to the draft and things of that nature, right? So when it comes to the Bills, right, I don't know where they're going to draft or whatever. More likely than not, right, Travis Etienne is not going to be there. They probably need another running back, but Travis Etienne is not going to be there, right? We can go ahead and assume that. Travis Etienne, by the way, is like the best running back in the draft, if you don't know what I'm talking about. But Najee Harris is definitely going to be there. Well, maybe not definitely, because even I don't I don't know that. But let's say Najee is, here, is there, right? Do you, as the Bills, draft Najee Harris and pair him up with Josh Allen? I don't necessarily know the needs of the Bills right now. But I'm assuming um, Josh Allen probably needs, maybe not needs, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming kind of based upon how much they want to run play action and kind of how ineffective their run game can be. And all on top of that, how many times I'm just watching the 49ers not even really bite on the play fake. They're just like, they're already like, I, I'm watching the, uh, the play action from the quarterback. I'm watching it and making sure that like it's actually freezing the defense. And it's like, it kind of is but it kind of also isn't. They're not trying to like slide down into the box. As soon as they, like they realize that it's play action, like they didn't move, like they're not out of position. It freezes the defense. The play action freezes the defense, but for the most part, it doesn't suck them in, you know? Which would kind of show if, you know, your run game was working. So, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they do get Najee Harris. Maybe they don't. Maybe they get Austin Etienne. Maybe they don't. Not really sure. We'll kind of see about it later on. They're interviewing Josh Allen. They're showing an interview of Josh Allen before. Um, like, like I, I feel like sometimes, you know, when we're watching football games, I feel like you can do way too much. Like, you shouldn't show a player interview during a football game, you know, like, like it's weird. 
it's like don't show it during the you, you should be showing it before or after or in the middle like at halftime if you want to do it but not on like a drive you know it doesn't make any sense it's like i don't, I don't get it i'm just saying it's not second and ten that guy looks so much like bill burr except younger sleeker a little bit more athletic a little bit more spry for his age but still, same bald head, redhead guy. Second and 10. 42-43 yard line of the Bills. Bang the snap to Josh Allen. He, he's looking. Looking. A lot of time in the pocket. Dancing. Winds up. And picked. He kind of double clutched it as well. But, I mean, I think. Oh, yeah. They're already pointing towards uh, towards the other side. And Josh is even pointing. He's like, uh, there's a flag. Fred Warner is like, oh, man. I can't believe we I, – I can't believe that we committed the foul and I got an interception. And, I, and it's like, why did Josh Allen throw that ball? And it's like, oh, it's because it's P.I. probably. Tony Carini and his officiating staff are deliberating. Over what? I have no idea. Legal contact on Richard Sherman. Let's see it. And bang. There it is. And yep. That's what's going to happen. They got him. It's going to be a first down. Turnover is nullified. I was like, wait, why did Josh Allen throw that ball? That was like his worst decision ever. And then it's like, oh, you're trying to attack, attract the rest's attention. Hey, guys, uh, maybe you want to throw the flag. It's first and 10 now. Josh Allen and company at their own 47-yard line. Josh Allen. Let's see it. Bang. They snap it to him. Allen looks. Fires. It's caught. Singletary. First down. Or pretty doggone close to it. Trying to make a play happen here. And yes, I would draft Najee Harris, even though I think he drafted Mike Singletary last year or the year before. I don't, I, I don't really know. I don't really care. He's better. Way better. And if if Austin Etienne is there, he's better as well. I don't really care. They have seven rushes for 21 yards. They have 14 passes for 141 yards. You do the math on how ridiculous that is. And they are still, like, consistently like, yeah, let's just run the ball on second down. It's like, or we can throw it. Not saying that Josh Allen needs to throw the ball 50 times in this game, but he may need to throw the ball 50 times in this game. Seems like it to me. Number 13. Yeah, just I don't know. I, I don't know what number 13 is doing. He's supposed to be blocking number 27 Johnson, and he just doesn't pick him up. It's just like I, I mean, I, I just don't get it. Third and one now. They run. Yep, quarterback sneak. Easy money. 49ers, maybe take note of that. Next time you want to run a fourth down play when it's fourth and inches at the goal line, literally, it's like just run a quarterback sneak with Nick Mullins. It's like how hard is it to stop? Pretty damn hard, I'm assuming. Especially if you give him the hard count here. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not the hard count because it really doesn't matter how many inches or millimeters in that circumstance that you would be getting. First and ten. Seven minutes left in the ball game. 
Josh Allen. Bang, they snap it to him. Allen, deep drop back, looking, fires over the middle. It's caught. Number 88 for like eight yards. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying, you know, maybe, maybe you want to use Josh Allen a little bit more in the passing game. They're showing that Joey Bosa play where he spun Josh Allen to the ground and, like, destroyed him. Terrible. And then Josh Allen had to throw it away quickly. Listen, man, Josh Allen's a big-ass human being, but, yeah, I mean, he plays quarterback. You know, just throw the ball. And, and it's, again, it's like every NFL team, I don't get why you don't have this play in your playbook. Like, it's that Kansas City just catch and toss in my catch and toss, it's like a four. It's the Mahomes play where he catches it and then he throws it out in front of him. It's a jet sweep, and it's just like it's an easy-ass play, man. They got like, what is it? How many yards? They got like 10 to 15 yards on that play. I'll tell you what. They got minimum 12 yards on that play. It's just, I mean, they're almost inside the 49er red zone. They, they're inside 49er territory. I haven't done uh, a good job of talking about where they are on the field. But it's like, you know, like, not only did they get the first down, but it's like it, it's it's a passing play, and I put that in air quotes. It's a passing play, but it's essentially a running play. It's like every every NFL team needs to have that play in their playbook. This next, I'm sick of I'm sick and tired of teams failing to run the football and then being like, "Well, we just can't run the football anymore. Our dumbass plays from the 1990s they're not working, so we just can't run the we just can't run the football anymore." And it's like it's not a running play. But the concepts are very similar to running plays. It's like, you know, just, I'm just saying, you have the ability to semi-run the ball via the passing game, run the damn ball. You don't have to be so predictable. First and 10. At the 14-yard line of the 49ers, Josh Allen threw an absolute dime piece of Cole Beasley on the last first down. And again, it's it's pitch and catch, and now because the passing game is starting to open up and dudes are starting to be dropped back in coverage, run game is starting to open up just a little bit. These are long-ass drives, too, man. Does anyone else feel like this game should have been over with by now? There's like four minutes, 34 seconds left in the ballgame, and it's like, I just, not in the ballgame, in the second quarter, and it's like, I shrug my shoulders. I'm like, bro, I don't I don't get how, how this game isn't like, the Bills have dominated. Like, beyond some of the issues with the run game when it comes to ball security and things of that nature, the Bills have been really operating. Or not operating, but really they've taken control over this football game. Let me take a swig. Mm. The 49ers defensively really haven't stopped them. I have to ask. Was it Nick Bosa? And I would assume so. I would assume Nick Bosa was and is a primary reason. Oh, yeah, and by the way, they try and run a quarterback sneak with Josh Allen. It doesn't work. Talking about the percentages of times that that play works versus doesn't work. I'm guessing it doesn't work then. But um, hold on. Wait. Josh Allen. Bang. Just have him go forward. Like, what? Like, uh, why? 
Like, I like just have him barrel forward like a damn quarterback. Like, I mean, come on, guys. This isn't very difficult. Mike Singletary, he got the edge, but he was running. Like, he got the first down, but it was, it was close. It was very close. Instead of just, like, running into the defenders, it's very close. Maybe he didn't get it. Maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a first down. Okay, they signal. Cool. But it's like Josh Allen, they tried to open up a gap for him. And it's like, just, like, come on, man. Like, just run up the field just like stop having him stop trying to scheme it just say hey guys push the pile forward go forward don't go sideways then forward just go forward you know they didn't get the quarterback sneak i'm like i just just don't get it josh allen throws another touchdown pass to number 88 and it's kind of a screenplay it's a tight end screen it's a tight end screenplay where they use the wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, and I think number 13 on screens. And uh, number 88 hurdles a dude, and it's easy money. And he comes across the formation, play action, freezes the defense, bang, number 88. Number, uh, freaking Stefan Diggs even, you know, gets out there and blocks. Eric Armstead is too late. And Stefan Diggs, bang, great block, number 88, hurdles into the end zone. 13-7 is the score right now. Let's see if they can clutch it out here. Very excited to see what they're going to do. They're showing the advertisements. Oh, my God. For the Ravens versus the Cowboys, I cannot wait for that game to, uh, to, to be over with. I literally can't. Oh, yeah, they're also talking about the turf, I'm guessing, because of how ridiculous the turf is is it's a grass turf so they have to patch it up or whatever so i'm already and i don't know if the cardinals played on the turf yesterday but by the looks of it it kind of looks like they did i'm not sure hold on yep yep they did so hold on <clears throat> yeah so there's a lot of like upended turf like a lot of upended grass and stuff like that on the turf or on the field right now so there's like a lot of like essentially there's just a lot of like holes and stuff like that like if you've never seen a, a football game or whatever or played a football game it's like you know just the collisions with sliding on the grass or getting tackled on the grass and like putting your foot literally in the dirt and like you know um uh pivoting not pivoting but like like i don't, I don't know there's a lot of like lateral movements i guess that's the best way like you're moving like side to side right and those movements have you like plant your foot and like i guess bounce off of it i don't i don't know the proper terminology you know what i mean it's like it's juking right you know you and on this play specifically number 30 who like bounces it to the outside after getting hit behind the line of scrimmage like that's kind of what i'm talking about but more that was more like him being forced to do that than him actually wanting to do that himself i got a burp Excuse me. First and 10. 37-yard line of the ooh, of the Bills. Yikes. Their defensive line is god-awful. They had shots at Nick Mullins, and they just, for some weird reason, didn't capitalize on them. That was a weird play. Because they almost had him. I kid you not, like twice. And I think we're going to the two-minute warning. Let me fast-forward through the two-minute warning. All right. 
I'm getting a bunch of advertisements for shit that I'm not going to buy. And then it's going to be like first and 10, probably at like midfield or something like that. Or yeah, it's midfield. One minute, 58 seconds left. Nick Mullins. They snap it to him. Hand off to the back. Number 30. I don't know their backs. Thir 31. It's thir not 30. It's Raheem Morster. Morstead? Morster? I don't know. Sean Boomer Eisen. I don't Like, I don't care, man. Like, I don't. Like, where is, is he seriously? Like, does Boomer Eisen seriously do ES, do ESPN? Excuse me. Sorry. Like, I thought he was on the NFL Network and slash or retired because I just, I don't know where. Like, I don't watch any pregame stuff. I don't watch like any. I don't watch any of this stuff that where he would be in. And I and I, I thought he was like a play-by-play -play announcer or something like that. You know. I don't know, man. It's just weird. It's just weird. Third down now. One minute, eighteen seconds left in the ball game. Let's see what happens here. Nick Mullins. Third and six. <clears throat> Let's see it. Nick Mullins, bang. They snap it to him. Mullins looking. Tries to fire over the middle. It's dropped. It's now fourth down. Bills have all three timeouts left in a minute and 12 seconds left, so that's no bueno for the 49ers in their terrible defense. Maybe not terrible defense, but they're just playing really, really badly against Josh Allen. And especially this is like – this is where you want to be if you're, you know, the Bills. You got this up-tempo offense here going and working for you. Not going and working for you, but you got this passing offense that's working for you. Now you're in an up-tempo offense, so now you don't even need to use the running game. So, And they do on the first play from scrimmage. And it gets you like eight yards. But, I mean, you got a minute left. Like – I don't get quick pa quick passes. Quick passes. They're at their 20. I don't like hello. They're not at their 20. They're at their 18. But you know, you know what I mean? It's like you just wasted like almost 20 to 30 seconds just getting set up. Like hello? It's second and 2. Look, Josh. Oh, Josh, over the middle, Cole Beasley. For like 5 or 6 yards. I'm t like they got to go fast here. Like burn their first time out. 32 seconds left, like 32 seconds. And they essentially got like two plays. Like what? Wait, there's people there. There's fans there. Really? Really? Okay. All right. Okay. They're showing a guy in a terrible elf costume in the stands. Like, how can you go? I, I don't get dressing up besides like in a jersey to go to football games or a hoodie, you know, like or just team paraphernalia and merchandise. I don't understand getting dressed up in a costume, you know. It's like it doesn't really like it's it's not for the game. It's for you. You want to you want to act like it's Halloween every single Sunday in the fall. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Just saying. Doug Flutie, Hall of Famer, great NFL quarterback, was talking about how the last time they had apparently 
Only team that has not won a Monday night football game this century. Holy fuck. Again, Bills, illustriously terrible history. Illustrious history on full display here tonight on Monday night football. Monday night football. It's like, Jesus Christ, you guys haven't won a Monday night football game? How? How? I guess they haven't had a lot of Monday night football games because they're terrible. Josh Allen steps up. It's caught. Four first down for Stefan Diggs. But this is a terrible two-minute drive, right? Because they're not – like, they're still inside their own territory, and they were, like, at their five. Again, I don't get the run play and the lack of urgency. It should have been, Josh, we're going fast. And it's like – it's not like they aren't slicing and dicing up the 49ers. It's just they're running out of time. They're going way too slow. I don't get it. 19 seconds left. First and 10. They're going to call another timeout here, it looks like. Yep. Yep, the play clock was winding down. The Bills people, they come out onto the football field. There's 19 seconds. I, uh, I don't like this two-minute drive, man. I do not like it at all. You're going to have to take a shot here if you're Josh and hope that it gets in a field goal range. I don't know. I just I don't like the use of the time or the timeouts. Josh Allen, juking, not juking, but dodging tackles. And did he catch that ball? Oh man, Cole Beasley with an absolute, absolute fantastic out route sideline catch. Hey Dallas, are you watching this football game? You ought to be ashamed of yourself for not paying Cole Beasley. We don't value the, the slot receiver position, even though he's one of Dak's best wide receivers. Great job, Dallas. Really, really like you. Really, really like that you did that to me. Did it to me. And by the way, you know, like, like Cole Beasley's like, you know what, I'm away from Dallas. I got to get tattoos now. Apparently, he's getting tattoos down in Buffalo. First and 10. Josh looking. Fires. It's caught. And number 13 gets, like, literally all the way inside the uh, the 20 of the 49ers. And they still got a timeout here. They're just going to send out their kicking unit. They don't got enough time. Yeah, uh, surprisingly enough, with the limited amount of time that they use improperly in some stretches, by the way, uh, they got down, and it looks like, yep, they're going to hit a field goal. They're going to go up by 10 points. Keep in mind, I think the 49ers are going to get the ball. Yeah, the 49ers are going to get the ball back in the second half. But uh, more importantly than that, it's almost a three-score game, ladies and gentlemen. And if it is a three-score game, I will fast forward. I am very hopeful because I'm like, I thought I was going to be here or be out of here very, very quickly. They were like, no, we're going to drag this shit out for a very long time. All right. As I continue to fast forward through all of the halftime shit that I don't really care about. If I could literally, if I could literally eliminate, sorry for that. If I could literally eliminate halftime, I would. That's how much I dislike it. I would just like literally have, maybe not halftime, but like the halftime shows, man. Does anyone not want to see, I feel, again, I feel like there should be an option to watch the halftime shows. Not the halftime show. Yeah, the halftime shows, right? And what I mean by that is I want to watch like the, the, like the marching bands play if we're talking about like a college football game. I don't really care about, 
I don't want to, like, 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 I can Google this shit, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need you to tell me what's going on around the league when I can just type in CFB or NFL schedule and just, like, have the live fucking scores. And then on top of that, like, like, th this is, this is how dumb these TV producers are, right? They literally slide in, right, at the bottom of your television screen, the live scores of the other teams in the other games, right? And then they tell you the live scores of the other games of the other teams during halftime, and they do that all day during Sunday. And it's like, fuck, man, I get it. I know the scores. I know the outcomes because I watched another network show me the fucking outcomes. It's like, dude, I get it. Uh, Excuse me. I know it. I know what it's about. I don't get why you don't get it. It's like, bro, like, do you honestly think I'm this fucking stupid where I literally can't read and see and remember things that happened like five minutes ago? Jesus Christ. It just irks me because it just wastes time. It's like, bro, like, this is a waste of time. Let me not snuff out my candle. I have not... I have not lit my candle on this podcast. Completely forgot. I, I was standing my ass up. Hold on, let me... I gotta put this thing down. Ugh. I was standing my ass up for like... Well, I've been standing up, by the way, for the entirety of the podcast. So for like over an hour and I've been like pacing back and forth. Where is my lighter? There it is. Hold on. Two more seconds. I'm lighting them up. I'm still lighting them up. It's almost there. I got it. Boom. Lit them up. Awesome, awesome. All right. As I move this back around, like so. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, sorry about that. So, what was I talking about? I don't know. I'm trying to, like, think. I, I had something very important to say. Oh, yeah, Cyberpunk. God, man. Last Oh, I completely forgot to tell you while I got some time to kill because the 49ers are having a absolutely fantastic drive right now. Last night, and I talked about it yesterday, all throughout the day, I think. But last night, right? In fact, let me go back a little bit more. So, Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out on Thursday. For the past couple of days, I would say for almost a week, there's been a consistent stream of leaks onto the Reddit page, Game Rumors. They have anon they have links to anonymous sites where it's hard to kind of take them down. They have um, links to Imager and Streamable and all these other sites. And um, they've posted really, really interesting gameplay over the last week. And I think it was last night I think it was. I could, like so like time kind of blurs for me, right? But I think it was last night, right? Where I go on to you know the Reddit page, right? And I look at this like article and it says like X amount of time. Not X amount of time, but it has like this and I'm pretty sure I talked about this because I'm pretty sure I talked about it yesterday too. It was like it was like three hours of fucking gameplay that got leaked. 
yesterday or this morning. I can't remember. It's like three fucking hours. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, it was this morning because I was like, I got shit to do. You know, I got, but then I was, and I was like, I got to go to sleep. And I was going to like do something for like an hour. I was going to watch a Dave Chappelle like comedy thing for like an hour. But then I was like, holy shit. Like there's three hours worth of gameplay for Cyberpunk that's been up. I got to watch it. I watched most of it. I skipped during some parts because the guy playing the game, to be honest with you, wasn't very good. (laughs) He He wasn't very good. But I was like shocked and surprised at how many awesome stuff there was that you could do in the game. Like. Um, I won't spoil anything, but I mean, there is like, he, he essentially did the 2018 gameplay demo or at least parts of it. I was surprised at how different that shit was. I was surprised, man. Like just the mission itself. Um, he constantly kept on like, he, he, he didn't, he didn't make mistakes, but it was like, it was interesting to see like kind of how easy shit was. If you fucking like, if you handle things properly You know what I'm saying? Like, it was stupidly easy. And then on top of that, right, the interesting thing is, and this fucking sucks balls in RPGs, man. This sucks balls where it's like you can't get enemy weapons, and the enemies they sometimes have, like, like depending on who you're fighting up against, but, like, most of the time in my experience with RPGs, you can't get, like, all of the enemy weapons. They just, like, die with the enemies, right? But in that game, in Cyberpunk, you can and there's better weapons the, that the enemies have that you don't have and you just take and it's like wow like holy shit i can't believe like how awesome these guns are comparatively to your POS guns that you get in the first like couple of hours of the game and then they showed off like how destructible part of the environment was by like breaking into this um to this hangar in this skyline and then like figuring out a way to like like he he had to he had to bring in this bounty, right? He's like, dead or alive, you're coming with me, right? He had to bring in this fucking bounty. And how he did it kind of poorly, or how he should have done it, and he didn't realize, like, what he had to do because, again, he was bad at the game. He had to bring in this bounty, and he went through the skyline, right, like he was fucking Batman. And he was inside the base, and he didn't realize he was on a different mission, and he wasn't tracking the mission. And because he wasn't tracking the mission, he kind of didn't know what he was doing. But he, like, took out all of the guys on the perimeter. Not on the perimeter, but inside the base. And there was this van that was, like, parked inside the base. So CD Projekt Red, by the way, fantastic game design. All the guy has to do, literally put the bounty into the van, drive off into the distance, and then just, like, peace out. And it would have been, like, that literally would have been it. Instead... Uh, he fucks it all up and he starts like shooting at people and he tries to leave without the bounty and it's just like it was a travesty. It's like holy fuck, man! Like I just I can't, I can't fucking wait. I can't wait. We're three days, almost two days out, and I fucking it took a it took a little while and it made my knees so incredibly sore, but I fucking did what I needed to do for the week, and now we're two days out. After this podcast, we're fucking two days out. I got to take a gigantic dump. Jesus Christ. I should have like went during halftime and I was feeling it in the first half. But it's like now I, I really like I just like I'm walking around and stuff like that. Man, like if, like let me tell you something. Don't run miles when you have to go to the bathroom. 
I had like one like really, really bad incident where I was like, I, I was walking to a place where I was going to like, like this is when I was in college and I was with ROTC and we were doing like PT, right? PT stands for physical, physical training, right? So we were, do, we were doing PT, which was like four miles, you know, it was like four miles, right? So I'm running, I'm running uh, this four miles or not even running, but I'm walking to where we meet up for PT. I lived on campus, right? I'm walking to it and um, I get to where we, we usually line up and things of that nature. And I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm physically done. I'm like, I got to take a gigantic fucking dump already. Right. But like, I, I'm, we're already there. And I, and I knew in the dorm, I was like, I may like, I, and I try to go every single time when I'm in the dorm, but I was like, fuck man. Like I, I always like to be 15 minutes early, you know, because that's on time in military, the military. Right. Cause usually like they start to form up, which means that you start to like, you loosely get into your ranks essentially. Right. You, you loosely are like in your ranks you don't necessarily line up and things of that nature or not. It's not like formal, right? You're just kind of like hanging out with your squad. You're kind of just standing there and waiting, you know? So you don't want to get there like literally two minutes before because like everybody's going to be formed up and, and like it's, it's embarrassing. So I like to get there like 25, 30, uh, 15 minutes before, you know, talking to people, hanging out with the boys. And um, I fucking... I fucking on my way there, I realized I got to fucking take a gigantic shit. So I tough it out, right? Because this isn't the first time if you've ever worked out, this isn't the first time that, you know, you've I've worked out without you know having to go to the bathroom. Right. So by the half a mile, not even half a mile, but like a fucking like quarter mile is left. I shit you not, man. I couldn't walk. Or not walk, but like run. There was like this horrible pressure, like on my fucking pelvis. Like it was god awful. It was terrible, terrible. And I like, and there were people that knew me because I was a second year, right? There was people who knew me, and they were like, "Come on, come on, twenty four, keep on running." They were encouraging me on, and it was like, like it was like I could finish. It was four miles. I could finish the fucking run in my sleep, you know. But it's like. I was just like, I mean, I, I had to take a massive shit. And I like half walk, half jog. It was so embarrassing. So I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm in shape. I ran. I run every single day with PT. I'm, I'm here, bro. I run. It was embarrassing, to say the least. But I was running with PT, right? And uh, with RTC. And I freaking like, and I like got back to my dorm and I was on the fucking can for like an hour. It was terrible. It's terrible. But yeah, point is go to the bathroom before you work out, go to the bathroom before, like I don't eat sometimes before I podcast. Like there's some times where I just like, I'm not going to eat. I don't know. I it's, it's a weird feeling to like be full, like you're, you're kind of satisfied, right? You don't put forward your, like your best effort when you're like doing stuff and when you're full, right? It's when you're fucking hungry, literally, right? That you really, really like, you know, you're tuned in, you know? I don't know. It's like a primal thing where you're on the hunt, you're prowling, you're on the, the prowl, you're, you're stalking your prey. And in this case, my prey is the podcast, trying to hunt it down, murder it. 
like a rapper murders the beat, you know? Excuse me, but I did eat before the podcast, ironically enough. It's like it's, what time is it? Hold on. It's late, though. It's like almost 11 o'clock. It's like it's late as balls, you know? It's like I went to a burger joint to get something. I really got to stop eating fast food, too. Oh, God, I ate way too much fast food. Jesus Christ. But I went to a burger joint, and I got, like, some fucking... I got a... Does anyone like American cheddar cheese? Cheddar? Like that um, that yellow cheese that they put on hamburgers? Does anyone like that fucking cheese? I kid you not, I was, like, smelling my hamburger, and I was eating it, right? I can't taste... I could not taste the fucking cheese. And when I smelled it, it smelled like plastic. It's like this is what people like. This is this is the 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 cheese that people put on their hamburgers. Really, it tastes like nothing, and it adds this weird mushy texture to my hamburger. People like that, really. People put that on their burgers, and they're straight with the game. They're straight with that. All right. I was eating that. I was like, why do people like these hamburgers? Why do people like this shit? I don't. I don't get it. It's terrible. It sucks. But yeah, I'm full. I'm not hungry. But most of the time, I... Like, I don't... Like, in the morning... Like, like Sundays, I usually do have something to eat. Like, on my second podcast. I usually eat before my second podcast. But now I'm just... Now I'm just, like, full. And I'm trying to walk off some of the calories. And, like, make sure that I can fucking walk when I'm 80 years old. So I'm standing up and pacing around my room like a lunatic. Mm. Josh Allen Company. They're having a fantastic drive so far. They're inside 49er territory. Josh Allen rolling to his right. He's looking. He's got nobody. Yep. Throws it out of bounds. <clears throat> Josh Allen right now. It's 17 to 10 in favor of the Bills right now. On the 49ers last drive, they hit a field goal, making it obviously 10 to 17. And the 49ers just had a roughing the passer penalty on them. So now Josh Allen's like, ooh, I'm I'm as giddy as a schoolgirl on Brown Knight. It's not second and 18. It's first down. Bang. Does he hit him? Yep. Yep. Number nine five who hits him, and it's a flop by Josh. By the way, it's a beautiful flop by Josh Allen. I mean, he even has like the James Harden like head fake where he like head fakes you out like that, and he just falls back. He doesn't get hit that hard. I mean, that was a beautiful job by Josh Allen. Great job to him. All right. Anyways, you know what I kind of think, right? I'm kind of thinking when it comes to these football games, and I may try it this weekend, I may, instead of casting the game live, right? Because I kind of like taking the pressure off of it, and I feel like sometimes, like, it's just, it's literally me just play calling and stuff like that and play-by-play and stuff like that. I feel like what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and have like a two to four hour long podcast. We'll kind of try it on Saturday, right? 
where I'm watching the entire game, right? And when it gets to like the end of the game, I kind of want to give like a little bit of my thoughts and my synopsis. So I'll, so instead of like podcasting as the game is kind of going on, I'll kind of just like podcast after the game and into the start of the next game. I don't know. I, I like thought about it a little bit before. I was like, man, this is kind of getting stale, you know? And by the way, uh, Josh Allen just threw another touchdown pass to Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, not to I not a, it's his first one of the game uh, Isaiah McKenzie Robert Sala is looking on and being like I have no idea how to stop Josh Allen but yeah like I was thinking about like how to because because it is it's it's like I don't want to come up here every single day every single Sunday whatever and like just be like hey hey guys we're just gonna cast the game you know and it's like to be honest with you unless you haven't watched the game you know like like it's not really that beneficial to you to like tune in to listen to me cast the game even though I enjoy doing it it is getting like a bit stale and I experimented with like with a a little bit like this I I experimented with like not casting a couple of weeks ago when in Dallas's bye week and it was completely unintentional and I don't know why I did it I just was like I gotta I gotta try something new you know what I'm saying and I did it and I was like oh that was kind of interesting it took a lot of the pressure off me and and it really was like an interesting little experiment that I had. And I was like, Oh, I like this. Let's try something else. Let's maybe not try something else, but it, it was, it was informative, I guess. And so I was like, you know what, let me kind of, um, let me continue forward. You know, let's kind of continue forward. Let's, let's see what's going on here with this, uh, you know, with, you know, with, with this no pressure thing. I don't know, but, I'm probably going to do that tonight. I'll probably let you know later on in the week. Um, I'm not going to do it with the Dallas game. Hopefully, the uh, not I was about to say the 49ers. The Ravens, hopefully the Ravens will play better than the Bills are playing tonight. I feel like the Bills should have wrapped this shit up ages ago. I'm like, I feel like this game should have been a three-point blowout as well. You know what? We'll see. I'll let you know. <clears throat> I'll let you know um, during the week, over the course of the week, that I'm going to do that before I just, like, peace out and not upload, like, three podcasts in a week. Or not in a week, but on a Sunday, you know? Because it is, like, like a lot of my podcasts come from Sunday, literally three of them, and I podcast, like, four times in a week. So, I mean, we're going to cast, like, eight, eight times. I don't know. Are we going to cast? Yeah, eight times. It's like literally, I used to like, how many podcasts? Oh, wait. They just picked off Nick Mullins. This may be returned. It's not going to re- uh, be returned for a pick six. <clears throat> but it's pretty damn close. He's going to get all the way inside the five-yard line of Nick Mullins. Of not Nick Mullins, excuse me, of the 49ers. It's not Mc- Nick, Fol- uh, Nick Mullins' fault, by the way, who's actually kind of played a pretty solid game. Uh, his defense just has not stopped the Bills offensively, and it's to Brandon Ayuk, and that's like the first major mistake of Brandon Ayuk, and it's just, I mean, it's dumb luck, where the ball ricochets off of Brandon Ayuk's hands on like a linebacker's arm to uh, Hyde, Kerry Hyde, I think that's what his name is, and he intercepts the ball, and it doesn't touch the ground at all, so it is a turnover by Brandon Ayuk more than Nick Mullins, even though he's going to have it on his uh, 
stat page, and it's going to be first and go out to five. So yeah, um, probably ending the near, uh, we're probably getting to the to the end of this podcast. Something that I was kind of thinking about, I was like, ah, you know, let's kind of think about how to make this podcast a little bit more interesting, you know, quality over quantity. I was looking at my my number, my list of podcasts, right, that I have. Shout out to me, by the way, though. I'm at like 463. Yeah. Yeah. Like 463 podcasts in a little bit over a year, like a year and six months. I've been doing this since last year in June. We're about to hit two years in another six months. Seems like it. Yeah. Second and goal, they try a little bit of trickery with the tight end play. He tries to hurdle a man and he just, he doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. But, um, like I'm not getting burnt out. I'm just not like, I'm not like, like I got to find something new and I feel like this is something new. So I apologize if you've enjoyed the, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the play by play. It's just like, I, I, I don't know. We'll see how this works. If it's a complete disaster, I'll just go back to play by play, but it's like, fuck man. Like I do play by play five fucking times a week i just realized like how much i do it and it's like five times a week for like i don't know like six there's four weeks in a there's four weeks four weeks in a month i do it from like september to december i'm terrible at math so that's Four times five, that's 20 times three. That's 60, like, two-plus-hour episodes where I just, like, I don't know. That's a fuck ton of episodes, man. I don't know. But it is, like, I just, I want to try something new, and I kind of want to, like, experiment a little bit more with it. I don't know. There's, like, some games that I'm into. There's other games that I'm not. And there's some games that I would rather, like, watch than try to, like, entertain you. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is kind of one of those games where I'm just like, ugh, God, I hope that the Bills, they get to, they, they get three scores so that way I can fast forward, you know? And it's like, that's not necessary. Oh, that's false start on everyone but the center. Ugh, God. But anyways, but it's like, you know, it's like, it's just one of those things where it's just like, I gotta like, I gotta figure out a way to continue forward on a different path, you know, we'll see, we'll see, I don't know, I'll probably do it for the Super Bowl, I'll probably do play-by-play, but again, it's like, oh, they're just gonna run it with Devin Singletary, he's gonna go nowhere, but it's kind of like what I was talking about earlier, where I was just like, ah, I just, I want this game to be over with, so that way I can, like, watch the game on my own time, and it's like, that's not necessarily a good thing, you know, Oh, wait, is this going to be a 17-point game? I think it is. <laughs> if they hit this field goal, it's going to be up 17 points. By the way, bottom of the third quarter, 3 minutes, 29 seconds, 28 field goal attempt. He gets it. Ball game, probably. I mean, like, it's almost a 30. It's almost like 30 to 10 or 14 or something like that. I don't know what it is. But um, it's 28. It's 20, It's 27, excuse me, to 10. So, I mean, it technically is, like, almost a three-point game. So, what is it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a minute. 
Let me take a swig first. Hold on. Am I lemonade? So, something interesting that just happened. Detroit, the Detroit Lions players, they have an interim head coach, which is awkward, right? The Detroit Lions players, they all, like, wrote a letter either to the media or to the owner. Media. Yeah, it is media, right? Media? That sounds right. They wrote a letter, a letter either to the media, to the owner, whomever, pretty much saying that they wanted Robert Sala as their head coach. And let me, and, and they signed it too. I don't know who these players are. Uh, we're about to find out. I didn't realize this at all. <clears throat> it kind of just. Oh, no, these aren't, these aren't players. These are lawmakers. Excuse me. <laughs> so it's, this is just useless. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, this is kind of useless. If it's, I was like, I thought they were players. I was like, because I had never seen players do that. I was like, oh, wait, no, that's lawmakers. That doesn't, it doesn't matter what the lawmakers think, right? Unless I'm, I'm not big into politics in Michigan, but I'm assuming it doesn't matter. It's like, what are, like, what are you going to do, you know? And I can't believe lawmakers are so involved, like that involved with sports, you know? Let me see it. Let me read you. Let me read you it. Dear Miss Sheila Ford Hamp, this is the owner of the um, of the Detroit Lions, right? Sheila Ford Hamp, that's the owner. We are writing today to thank you for your recent decision to make a change at manager and head coach for your franchise. That is, I've never seen this before, by the way, uh, that they're literally saying, yeah, great, uh, great job firing Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. These decisions are often difficult, but are necessary to move forward. For many in our state and across the globe, the Detroit Lions hold a special place in our lives. We look forward to future success through transitioning to a new manager and head coach. Speaking of head coach, we have, I kid you not, this is verbatim from the article, from the, um, from the letter. Speaking of head coach, we have one name in mind, Robert Sala, a hometown hero. Robert was raised in Dearborn community, in the Dearborn community, excuse me, attended Fordson High School, played his college career at Northern Michigan University, and coached at Michigan State University. Everywhere Robert has been, he has achieved success. Most recently, a defensive as defensive coordinator, excuse me, for the San Francisco 49ers. His defense has improved across numerous categories, turnovers, sacks, and yards allowed per game. He has built and maintained one of the best defenses in the league. It's ironic that they say that because his defense is getting destroyed right now um, against the, the, the Bills right now. Recently, Richard Sherman spoke up about Coach Sala's ability to overcome setbacks, stating he doesn't make excuses. He makes great plans. Robert Sala is well-respected by the players and coaching staff across the league and is viewed as one of the brightest minds in the profession. We understand the difficulty of the upcoming divisions or decisions, excuse me, as passionate and loyal Lions fans. We're asking you to hire Robert Sala as the head coach of our team. He is the best candidate for the job and measures as such across every metric. A head coach like Robert can bring tremendous. It's hard to read the letter because it's kind of like it's, it's on my TV and it's a little bit smaller. I apologize. Can bring tremendous energy and heart to the franchise and would help us reach peaks 
that have seemed unimaginable for so long. We have an exceptional, exceptional opportunity here, and we trust to we trust you to make the best decision to turn the corner and become a winning franchise. These next hiring decisions are critical. We hope that you'll consider Robert Sala as the head coach, not only for us, but for everyone across the loyal fan base of our beloved Detroit Lions. So sincerely, I have no idea how to say that name. Hammond, last name. Yep. Yep. Literally, lawmakers fucking pin. I mean, hey man, if that's not a nudge in a specific direction, I don't know what is. It's like it's it's essentially being like, hey guys, uh, fucking hire him, or we're gonna tax the shit out of you, or we're gonna find a way to tax the shit out of you. But yeah, again, like Robert Sala's defense right now. Uh, maybe not a, a great time to show that letter as his defense is getting fucking mollywopped right now. And uh, his team is five for six. And I think they're showing him doing stairs right now. Goodness gracious. Let me take a swig. Hold on. Hold on. Ah, that's so delicious. Anyways, Sean Robert Sala running and doing stairs pregame. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. As I didn't even know that that's something that coaches did. I know coaches like work out and stuff like that, semi you know, semi-workout. But holy Toledo, man, Robert Sala. That's an interesting, you know, concept. I know, by, by the way, because I've listened to Mike Valenti a lot, I know that, like, Detroit is really, like, people in Detroit really, 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 really want Robert Sala down in Detroit. My question kind of is, like, you know, it, it kind of, like, like, how does he feel about Stafford and what exactly is the – um is the is, is is like the concept with Stafford, right? Because if you ask me, right, like, like as much as as much as the lawmakers are like hire Robert Sala, it's like I I just I gotta ask, gotta gotta fucking ask. Um, are you sure you're gonna get him? I'm just gonna ask, like straight straight up, bro, because like reality reality check. Um. The Chargers, more likely than not, are going to fucking fire Anthony Lynn. I love Anthony Lynn, but, I mean, come on, bro. Like, your team is anemic. Is anemic, was anemic, like... And by anemic, I mean record rise. They got fucking awesome players. Justin Herbert is an awesome fucking quarterback. I get it. He had a bad game. He's had a couple of bad games. I don't care, man. And I said it yesterday. I was like, I don't care that Justin Herbert had a bad has had a bad couple of games what I care about is how bad his team has played overall especially in the fourth quarter and I just like I don't get it with Anthony Lynn I'm like dude you sh your team should be way better than it currently is right now and they aren't they suck but um for me whenever I watch what is going on here with my tv sorry but for me whenever I like watch I, I think Anthony Lynn is gone um and if that, and if he's gone, he, he's got, like, whoever wants, the Chargers job is the best job to me. If they fire Anthony Lynn, that's the best job for me. And then the second best job is, is uh, Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans, because, you know, Deshaun is awesome. And then the third best job is probably Atlanta, 
and maybe the Bears because the Bears are probably going to fire Matt Nagy unless they're just ridiculous. He deserves to be fired. I'm, I'm not. I'm, get him up. Get him out. Um, so if it's like, and, and then on top of that, it's like I would hire. I would go to if I was a head coach, I'd probably go to the Bears before the Texans because the Texans are just in salary cap hell, and the Bears they got a great defense. And then on top of that, if I was the um. It, it, like like and then I would probably go to Houston but then it's like the Falcons are an interesting team as well I don't know I don't know like Detroit is a long shot for Sala if you want my honest opinion about it and in fact Detroit's a long shot for a lot of fucking teams bro not for a lot of teams for a lot of fucking coaches like let's say Eric B let, like like depending on you know how you look at it depending on what they value down in you know LA you could get either Robert Sala or Eric Bieniemy, but let's say you get Eric Bieniemy, right? Then Robert Sala either goes to Atlanta or, or he goes to Houston. I think those are better spots than Detroit, or better yet, to be honest with you, the Bears are way better, uh, better spot fit wise than almost every other team. Um, so, it, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I feel like Bears, Chargers. I mean, the, the, the Bears job should open up. I don't know what the Bears are doing if it doesn't. Bears, Chargers, uh, Houston. And then it's kind of like a toss-up, to be honest with you, now that I think about it, between Detroit and the Falcons. Point is, way better spots, way better fits. And he's probably got the pick of the litter as well. So, we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of pick of the litter, it's 27 to 17 right now. Let me move my microphone stand 27 to 17 right now um in favor of the bills once again josh allen absolutely making plays here let's see it's the end of the third quarter i have not been fast forwarding that much let me kind of fix that again you know the question that you need to ask about robert sala is okay you know, you're missing your best player and you've missed some of your best players this season. Like how Fred Warner is one of the best linebackers in the NFL, by the way, Eric Armstead is a pretty good defensive end. It's kind of like the question is, did you make the players or the players make made you or more specifically, is it a collaborative effort um, with some of the players? Like, mm, I don't know, but um, we'll see. We'll figure it out. You know what I'm saying? But I can't just like I can't just watch. Got a burp. Excuse me. I can't just watch this game and be like, yeah, you know the the 49ers defense they're playing really well. You know when it's twenty seven to seventeen. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, you got to play a tad bit better than you know what's going on right now. By the way, they're showing the um. <clears throat> This, you know, the the AFC standings think the Bills are in it. They're eight and three right now. They got what is it? Four more games left to play after this game. I mean, every team does. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, his defense essentially goes from like one of the best to like I won't say like one of the worst, because running wise, like running game wise, they've kind of shut down the Bills, but the Bills are not a good running team to begin with. Again, if I was Robert Sala, I would pick a team that it would fucking suck. It would literally be salt in the wound. It would be the biggest salt in the wound if 
a kid from Detroit is like, I'm not going to Detroit to coach. Um, and go to and goes to a divisional rival in the Bears, for example. But like they have Khalil Mack, they have Akeem Hicks, they have a lot of fucking dudes. And if I'm honest with you, uh, I don't fucking think that that they're gonna be there, you know? Like I don't think Akeem Hicks is not Akeem Hicks, excuse me. What did I what did I say? Like they're not gonna be there? Why did I say that? I don't know. Like I don't I don't think that um that like like he's gonna be there for Detroit is what I mean to say. Like I just I just don't think it. Um by the way, Josh Allen has thrown for over three hundred and sixty four yards and four touchdowns in this game. And it's thirty four to seventeen. So yeah, I'm fast forwarding. And again, it's like I felt like they could do this all game long, just explode against the uh, the 49ers. Give a big shout out to Kyle Shanahan and Nick Mullins. He's making this work. Kyle's going to find his guy. Kyle Kyle is going to find his guy in next year's draft. He's going to find his guy, and I hope that it's uh Mac Jones. I I ca- I cannot stop talking about Mac Jones. I've t- I talked about him this on this podcast. Going to talk about him on Wednesday. But it's like, dude, like he he's an awesome quarterback and I just I don't get why he's not getting more airtime. He's not getting more conversation. And it's like, do you guys not realize how awesome Mac Jones is? I recognize how awesome he is. I just I just hope you guys realize how awesome he is. Did what happened here? Because it was like, I'm guessing it was a fourth down play or something like that. Let me kind of see it. It's an interception, right? Nick Foles or Nick Mullins slides up, trying to find a play. Oh, no, that's an interception. Nick Mullins pissed off. Yeah, Nick Mullins has had a good game, but it's like, you know, it's 34 to 17, bro. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a great quarterback. Anyways. As I continue to fast forward through the game. George Kittle. They're showing all of the players, by the way. They're showing George Kittle, Jimmy Garoppolo, in the sands. They're irked. They're miserable. They're not really, they're not winning. You know, it is what it is. They're definitely not going to make the playoffs this year, by the way. They're five for six. The 49ers are. And, um... They're just, they're hosed, you know? And as much as people want to say, well, you know, they got the Cardinals and they got the Cowboys, and it's like, bro, it doesn't matter. You're playing for draft position right now. You either, like, you you can either get a third wide receiver as well. You can get, like, I, I, I will keep peddling my goods. I will keep peddling Devontae Smith and Mac Jones because apparently nobody will. So I got to talk about him. It's like, listen, man. I don't get why Devontae Smith isn't being talked about as as the number one or 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 as the number two guy. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't get why people aren't talking more about him. Or better yet, I don't get why they're not talking about Mac Jones. He's the third best quarterback in the um, in the draft. I have no idea why people like Trey Lance so much. No idea why. I've seen Mac Jones do it in 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 the SEC. I don't get it. I don't get it. <clears throat> I don't know. 
It's definitely just me. Who is this? Sean somebody, Larry Sanka. I have no idea who that is. Prob I think he was with the um the perfect team, the Dolphins, in the 70s. What was it, 78, 77, 79, somewhere around there? Perfect Dolphins team won every single game in the season, including the Super Bowl, unlike the New England Patriots in 2007. But um, they're showing him smoking a cigar and having a glass of whiskey. No idea who that is with the – like, he listen, man, I was born in the 90s. Who's – he was playing in the 70s, bro. Like, come on, man. It's not like I don't know him out of ignorance. It's that I don't know him because it's like I'm young. Like, I can't know everything. I'm not omnipotent. There's good movies that I have not seen yet. There's movies. There's good movies that I've slept through. I slept through Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's boring as fuck. I watched The Irishman. Do you want to know what I did during The Irishman? Same damn thing that I did to Once Upon a Time in, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I slept through it. And I love Pulp Fiction and I love Kill Bill and Inglorious Bastards. But fuck me, man. Can Quentin Tarantino create a movie that I cannot sleep through? And that also isn't three fucking hours long. Why is that movie three hours long? Like, I remember I sat through both movies and I was super excited. Martin Scorsese, Quentin Tarantino, legendary directors, right? And their movies fucking were so... They, I mean, Tranquilizer darts to the face doesn't do the description of those movies justice. They were so boring. It's like I'm watching The Irishman and I'm like, what the fuck is going on for like an hour? I watched it for like an hour and then I was like, this is boring. And then I fell asleep during it. The same thing happened with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm like, this is boring. I fell asleep during it. I'm asleep, huh? Like, why? Why am I not entertained? And then, you know what? I, I, I was so distraught. I was like, man, I'm not going to like Ford versus Ferrari at all. And then I loved it. It's literally Talladega Nights, except instead of it being a comedy, it's a drama. It's awesome. I loved Talladega Nights, but holy shit, man. Not Talladega. I even call it Talladega Nights, Ford versus Ferrari. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Can we get some better? Like, can we, can we not have three-hour-long fucking movies anymore if they're going to be boring? I heard Tenant was a good movie, but it's like, I don't know if I want to watch. And I love Christopher Nolan, but Jesus Christ, can we not have directors? I, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm Like, I got time to kill in the next couple of days because Cyberpunk's coming out, and I'm just wait, abiding my time. I may watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood tonight. Also, by the way, I hate how fucking, what's his name, Quentin Tarantino was like, you know what, I'm going to have the main character fight and beat up Bruce Lee. It's like, no, like Bruce Lee would not lose to some weird ass, uh, to, to a stunt man, manager dude. Like, what do you mean? He would lose to him? Quentin Tarantino, you, you tripping. You think he's going to lose? Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Anyways. Do I have to burp again? No, I don't. Yes, I do. Uh, uh, uh. Excuse me. I can feel it. Like, oh, God, I got to burp. It's not like I burp on purpose. It's just it's a natural thing that happens. I burp sometimes. It's like I cry. It's like that song, I cry. Can I seriously not play any music? 
I think I got the glitch where it just does not allow my computer just does not allow me to play anything. Is Safari just not worth hold on, let me go to Chrome. Did it seriously just like say like I'm trying to play music via iTunes and then they're just like, yeah. Nope, can't play anything. Hold on, wait. <clears throat> Let me just press on this. I'm like 100% sure I can't play anything now because it's not loading anything. Wow, that sucks. Wow. It's actually a good podcast. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this has been 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast. You may be wondering if you're a new viewer, 24, does this happen often? Yes, it uh, it unfortunately does. I'll be back tomorrow to cast Ravens versus Cowboys. Ugh. Why? Why me? Um, until then, I hope you have a fantastic day, ladies and gentlemen, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.